0: Can anyone around here speak basketball? There it is. It's It's the the Confederacy of Dunks Dunks basketball podcast. Podcast.
1: What's up, Matt? How you doing? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Nice, nice. I'm doing pretty good as
0: well. Congrats on a fantastic uh, softball season!
1: Yes, even though we uh, lost. So, so this is Freddie Revis speaking, and you're listening to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast, a fan podcast. Fan podcast. Uh, We're not journalists, but we got a lot of opinions. Uh, Yeah, I I run a softball team, and uh, we made it to the finals of our like second tier, and (laughs) we made a pretty epic comeback, but lost by three in the end. Yeah, um, I had a great game. I did. Yeah, you had a good game. Your good hammy game. was pretty good. Yeah, Tight as hell the next day, though. Tight as hell, but um, Jesus. Speaking of tight as hell, uh, media day <laughs> just happened, yeah, uh, and no one ever describes it as tight as hell. So uh, <laughs> I thought I'd be the first. So uh, let's let's bring on our guest here. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Returning to the podcast, I, I think it's both of their second times, if I'm not mistaken. That is true. Um, very funny man. Uh, I know him through Adam Christie. Uh, super good stand-up, hilarious dude. Big Raptors fan. Excited about media day. Give it up at home for Tim Raptor. <laughs>
0: Just like the subtle. Yeah, head yeah. Bob. That
2: that's the same song you had last time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it and still fits just fine. It right. does not fit me fine. If you guys if you ever do change, I suggest something with like banjo. <laughs> yeah. Or like a, yeah. a drop D tuning <laughs> guitar Jesus. or something is more my speed.
1: Yeah. You know what though? Maybe like eventually you will like become this the character.
2: Oh my god. So you just quickly you played um Softball this summer. That's right. I'm yeah. doing I'm doing old man basketball with the comedy records guys nice. this year. So you should have like, been in the tournament. Um on, there was a big p- three on three tournament. Oh, that's Sunday. right. There was, yeah. Yes. But um uh I was busy Sunday, so I couldn't do it. But uh I we started our league two weeks ago. And we play in like a shitty old on an air, air conditioned gym at Bloor Collegiate. Okay. And um, I
1: know where that is. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And so I needed an ambulance that day. That's like how oh, unmotivated like I Like you were am.
1: winded or? No, I just,
2: I just passed out from heat exhaustion. So. <sighs> well, yeah. the, oh,
1: that's serious. No, I, it's like, quite serious. I yeah, play at a, Wallace Emerson, and when they don't have the air conditioning, it's, and it's actually like dangerous. Over 40 degrees. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. People are like, you're sweating in like an unhealthy way. Yeah. So. Um, Okay, well, you know, I, I know he also lost in the playoffs, but he had a perfect regular season. Yeah, they crushed uh, it. Funny guy, uh, owner of the comedy bar. You know him, you love him. Give it up for Gary Rideout Jr.
3: Oh, yeah, okay, a fit. I'm fighting the dragon or something. Yeah, man.
1: Um, yeah. Gary has a really, really good video online right now of uh, hitting what looks to be a home run. And someone just fully robs him. And like, you can see the enthusiastic, like, I don't want to celebrate, but I'm starting to get my trot on. And before you get to first base, it's some amazing catch. And you
3: Yeah, just... you can tell I think it's gone because like, I'm not out of the box very quick. I kind of trot. Yeah. Like I watch it. I admire it for a second. Then I start to trot. And then I was honestly, so in my head for a second, I was like, ooh, it might not quite make it. It might hit the fence. So I should run, like, maybe like I can stretch for a yeah. triple, yeah. So I start running, at, and if you look closely at the video, you see from behind the first baseman, because the video's from behind the plate, like, yeah. of me hitting. Then you see the first baseman. Then from behind the first baseman, you see the tiniest little guy, like, <laughs> just squ- running, catch r- it. At the last second, like, and he was, like, running without his glove. Like, he wasn't tracking the ball with his glove out. He was running without his glove out, and at the last second, like, just took a wave at it and, like, snagged it surely like honestly like a sick catch but like it 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 would. and the video even someone's like oh damn robbed you of a homer yeah i know and on the video whoever says
1: it's right beside the camera so you could just see (laughs) gary's shoulder like charlie brown
3: slump as the person's like
1: oh you didn't get the homer you thought you were gonna get yeah
3: (laughs) it's really good i watched it way too many times because i was like oh man i muscled that dude like Thought it was, it good.
1: was going. Um, I don't think I'll ever hit a home run. Uh, I I have Yeah, been I was going to
2: say, how often do you hit home runs in I've, your league? That yeah. can't be a regular. I've been thing.
1: inching closer, but I don't really have the technique, and I definitely don't have the power. Like I can kind of get it over the, um, you know, diamond pretty over the, regularly, or the, yeah. the infield, and you know, not that much further than that. You're, 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 you're
2: built like a doubles hitter.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm like pretty good at running. You're kind of better off at having it drop in in front of the outfielders if you're not going to hit a home run anyway, because the guys who go for home run swings and pop up or fly out, like the uh, the outfield's gotten better uh, the longer the league has gone on. Everyone's yeah. gotten better mm-hmm. at tracking balls and catching balls, and yeah, especially for sure. especially if you're going to swing with that you know uh, you know upward trajectory and then you end up popping up. It's just a long fly. You know, we have a guy on our team who can like crush it. But if he's not pulling it down the line, if he, he'll hit it to the deepest part of the park, which is easily a home run in the left or right. Like by that yeah. green cable box that's oh, wow. way out in center field, he'll hit it there. Yeah. But they know and they just have their outfielder waiting there. And yeah. it's like a straight straight <laughs> yeah. away the furthest hit I've ever seen and it's an out.
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna study cricket. I'm gonna like learn the cricket swing, <laughs> so it just like bounces off my stick in any, <laughs> like in no specific direction. You
3: know, you next know, year. you know, guys, go on. You know, guys in our league go on YouTube and like watch how to hit home runs like with a softball, because then they show up the next week and can hit home runs. And, oh,
1: like, they Tim come. Moore on our team did that. Yeah. He was like, I want to hit homers this year, and he went to like three weeks straight of a batting cage, and he came, he, like, he kind of was hitting like a home run every second game. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it pretty cool, I guess. Well,
3: it's, um, you know, it's funny because we had Joe Carter and Roberto Alomar come play in our league a couple yeah, of weeks ago. Yeah. And, like, Joe Carter basically hit a home run to right field on, like, a check swing. Yeah. And then at Joe, Joe Carter was playing first base. And as Robbie was, like, turning on his homer around the base, Joe Carter's like, come on, man. It's 250 feet. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, because, like, it's, yeah. it is the shortest porch there, you know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, well, you, mean, you know what? Let's uh, let's start talking basketball Yeah, I know, welcome yeah. to the Confederacy um, of Softball Yeah, welcome softball to the Confederacy podcast. of Softball Podcast um, <laughs> Sorry, I just like talked over your joke It's okay, that, you guys uh, said yeah, the same, same joke, joke Yeah, so. yeah, <laughs> that, that, that one's on me um, Matt, why don't you tell everyone uh, something Ooh. they don't know about uh, Anthony Parker
0: Anthony Parker, not to be confused with the other Anthony Parker Tony Parker, oh, yeah, yeah Tony Parker Lots about him on the internet. Sure, sure. Tons. But this Anthony Parker. Well I had to dig deep. Well I didn't dig that deep. But There's there's a lot there, so I'm I'm There's hoping, a lot there. Yeah, there, I'm, there is. is quite a shit. bit.
1: Well, I mean, his sister's There's maybe the best basketball there. player who ever lived. His sister? That's right, Candace Parker. So, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, was, I was thinking maybe you'd start with that, but... Well, I want to talk about I'm his not time optimistic. in Israel. Can
0: I talk about his yeah, time in Israel? Okay, yes, yes. <laughs> Did you know that he wore number 18 in honor of Israel? Because it's like a lucky number? No. Okay, you didn't okay, know that? I didn't know that. Did you know when he left Tel Aviv for the Raptors, the, the team in Israel described it as like when the Bulls lost Michael Jordan... So, what I'm saying is, I
1: didn't know that, and that's <laughs> you know, very he's sad. The Michael and amazing. Jordan of Israel. I, I knew that he was very good. The Michael Jordan <laughs>
0: of Israel. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Okay. He played for
1: the Yankees of Israel. Is everybody getting this? Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're getting it, man. Like, it's uh, <laughs> it's not overwhelming, but it's not bad either. Is that is that all you got? You got anything else?
0: Um, I just thought it was interesting that he also felt safer in Tel Aviv than American cities.
1: Wow. And he yeah. said that publicly? He did. Yeah. Shit. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, uh, why don't you give me that Raptors sting? Can, can I make a
2: comment oh. on Anthony Parker first? Sure. Nice. Uh, That's a nice as, pullback. As a, thank you. As a Raptors fan, what I remember about him is when he left the Raptors, he went to the young LeBron Cleveland teams. Yes. And you were like, um, is this guy just good Like by Raptors standards? Is he going to go to Cleveland and like be really good there? And then we'll be sad. I lost him. Yeah and then he was not good there and Jamario Moon was shit there and yeah. the the reality was those Raptors Chris Bosh Jose Calderon teams were actually shit
1: oh and, yeah they weren't very and good and we
2: overvalued like, all those players and then when they got to other circumstances they they confirmed the fact that they were not not leading nba players
3: it's weird cuz i feel like basketball is a sport where we do that more where we like overvalue our own guys relative to the mm-hmm. league Whereas in other sports, I think we undervalue them. You know what I mean? Like, I think we take for granted how good our star players are. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe just that's what it is. Maybe it's that we take for granted how good our star players are and then overvalue our, like, you know, league average players. Well, you know, it's funny because I I think a big
1: analytics thing um, that's been happening the last couple of years is that, People just assume with more minutes and more opportunity, um, the same type of efficiency is going to be achieved. Yeah. So let's say, like you know, I've heard so many people say that if you gave Norm Powell DeRozan's minutes, he would have better production, which to me is insane. Because he would have like forty-five turnovers a game and dribble it off his foot <laughs> and not know how to read the plays. Hold on, Demar dribbled it off his foot all the time. Fair enough. No, but he no, he actually had a good turn, turnover rate, Demar. Um,
3: yeah, yeah. No, I but, know. But he just did that classic thing where he would like go to do a move and hit, you know, bounce it off his foot. Like,
1: yeah, no, and and, and like the, what's so weird about Demar and like you know we always kind of talk about this on the podcast, but he's on the low end. Of elite players, yeah. so I think it's it kind of goes into what you're saying. We're like we we look at our star guys and we're like, why aren't you better? And we look at the guys who we assume could take those roles, yeah. and we're like, oh, this guy's he's ready. He's ready to I, he's ready to do it all. And it's like, well. You know, there's practice and there's like, you know, knowing your like where like how players want the ball.
3: I, you know, I suspect kind of we'll stuff. get
2: into some of this with Fred Van Vliet and uh, Kyle yeah. Lowry coming up
3: later. For sure. Yeah. And well and also like we'll see how what Portal looks like somewhere else.
1: I'm, yeah. Oh my God, that I'm so excited to see. I, I saw a little like a Spurs thing, but um, yeah. Well, we'll we'll save NBA talk for later. But I am really excited to see Pertle in that center spot because he's way younger than Gasol or Aldridge, yeah, and I think yeah, he's yeah. going to get a lot of opportunity. Yeah. Um. All right, Matt, give me that Raptors sting.
0: I'm a fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs>
1: All right, that's great. Hashtag RTZ. <laughs> that's not great. Yeah. Listen,
3: I'm a fun guy. Good stuff. The weird Timmy. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I was going to say, as soon as I heard I'm a fun guy, I laughed. Oh. And then I was like, oh no, my laugh was way too normal. <laughs> G- give us the laugh one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, that's doctored. No, that's no, it, that's the real. No, I, that. I heard it, but that sounds like you have more echo on it than than. Can can you play it one more time? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the crowd <laughs> laughing the with him. Yeah. Um, you know what? Let's let's uh, let's start there because that's um, uh, that sounds like a house of horrors.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, all my raptor stuff is going to be media day related. I, I usually don't do this and. Um, I feel like people often take too much out of what's said at media day, but there's so many question marks around this team right now. Um, I think everyone knows we'll be good, maybe even great, but there's still a lot of like role definition, Kawhi stuff, Lowry stuff, nurse stuff. Um, so let's just, Tim, I'll start with you. And I want to pose a question like based on what you've seen or what you've heard of what you've read, who do you think is going to be the leader of the of the team? And like when I say that, I'm, I'm thinking – it's got to be like you know Lowry, Kawhi, or Nurse, well, right? I mean,
2: here is the thing: is that we as fans have bought into this Maasai can do no wrong yes. era, and so really the leader of the team is Maasai, but he has stuck his neck out by doing all these things. And I had this thought listening to Nick Nurse, who I, I guess is the leader of the team, but we don't know. He'd any, be my we, answer we, too. We but don't. It's we not don't know. Like we don't know. And Nick Nurse could suck. And get fired in 20 games if he doesn't deliver. And if if Masai had have kept things going, and he talked about this, mm-hmm. but he could have had this job for 25 years, and this is the first time I felt since he came on board that if things go badly, he could be gone next year. But, yeah, uh, I, mean, I mean, like... Well, so I, I'd say the leader of the whole, the captain of the ship is Masai. And Maasai can do no wrong, and trust in Maasai. Yeah, but I've I've never felt more ready for a mutiny than, than
1: do you, this Do year. you expect him to be more um, like on camera on radio this I, year? I don't
2: know. I don't think he's going to panic. That's what I I don't think. Like yeah. I don't think there's going to be a fire sale or anything. I think he's just going to play it out and see what happens. But but it's uh, I don't know. I have lo- lots of opinions yeah. about how things are going to turn out. But but that that core Raptors fan just trust him Masai. he's a genius seems on shakier ground than ever for me
1: I think so too I mean I've been feeling a little bit um not that Masai made a mistake because I think he made made a calculated risk that was a a great move but when he came back from Africa and gave that interview he was sweating buckets like he was just straight up I've never seen him in an interview sweating like that and he was very. He was just. He looked more. And he even said, "I'm really tired." And I bet you he was. Um, and yeah, he was just, just hanging just... out with Obama and everything. But it's <laughs> still. It's still like, dude, you are sweating though, and we haven't seen you sweat before, so you look nervous. Um, yeah. But sorry, Gary. Yeah, like, do you? Are, are you feeling like this team has
3: a natural leader? Is it like like I, a I hangover? Th- it's still Kyle, maybe. Or? I think it's Kyle. Um, I think he's gonna be a key to making this all work. Yeah, Uh, I think he. I think a he's gonna like. I think obviously, you know, it's it seems like Kawhi wants to quietly go about his business. Yes, you know, and I think that's why I think this question's interesting because I think Kawhi is definitely the better player. Of course, of course, and but 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 I think it only helps Kawhi to have Kyle be the guy out in front to you know like sometimes your leader is not your best player. Yeah, but he's you know your longest serving player and your guy that makes it all work. He's finally going to fulfill like the Chauncey Billups legacy. Yeah. Well, but, but at the, you know, I mean, he's always kind of been that guy anyway, you know, like, I mean, I, you know, DeMar eventually, it still felt like a two headed kind of thing, you know, yeah. because, because DeMar was just nicer and you knew Kyle had that, like <laughs> that mean streak in him. Did, and like, did
1: either of you guys see Kyle's interview?
3: Yeah. Like, it's like we'll go okay, you know I'm not even going to
1: pose a question what's your takeaway from the interview in general like Gary I'll start with you.
3: I well <laughs> whatever it's Kyle it's vintage Kyle right I, it's I, like it's so much the same but also like man like this is like hard to figure out what how you're for, feeling because yeah. first of all in general This was, I think, the most hyped media day that the Raptors have ever had. Yes. And I think... And people felt that. You you, you could even tell when Nurse came out. Yeah. He was kind of like, there's a lot of lights here. Yeah, it was an event, you know? And and part of that also was the fact that they were talking about having this day with Danny Green and Kawhi, and then it kept getting postponed or delayed or not happening. Uh, You know, the expectation of whether he would ever come here you know after the deal for like, sure the, the it's, slow, it's, there's shaky ground yeah. the slow release of him being here then being at practice then seeming okay being here then the report that he bought a house you know you know what i mean like mm-hmm. the idea that he likes toronto that you know that he would consider staying longer like yeah. all this shit
1: danny green on his podcast just, was yeah. like yeah
3: all this shit just like hyping up and and he still hasn't said a word yeah You know, he didn't, it, and the trade was what two months ago Mm -hmm. or whatever it was. Like it's, so it's like everything built up to this. And then a couple false starts of when he was going to come out and say hi to the media. It's like, it just created a frenzy. Even his health. No one has come out
1: from the Raptors side this summer and been like, Kawhi is without a doubt, uh, without a doubt, fully, fully healthy. Yeah. Except Kawhi did say that in his interview that he's fully healthy. And then nurse also said that in his interview. So that's something we learned, like, there's no, if there's any ambiguity about, like, you know, will, like, will he come into the season a little bit later? Like, he's starting training camp. Like, It looks like there's no one on our team who's not going to be fully ready to go training like, camp.
3: Like, it makes me wonder, because so, from a PR perspective, if I'm running a company, I think they did every single thing absolutely backwards and wrong. Really? Right? In terms of, like, leaving everything mysterious for two months. And like letting little things leak, but do
1: you think they were trying to be mysterious though, or do you think they just couldn't I, rein? No,
3: I think his they camp di- in. Yeah, I think they didn't know. I think they literally like I. I wonder, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like you know when you hear about later in a war, like how like someone was this close to pushing the button, yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, but instead everything's fine, and we're like we didn't know how close we well, came to shit getting yeah. all fucked up. It's like I think that's probably what this whole summer was. Yeah,
1: and even when it was like Maasai... Um, Danny and Kawhi, Masai. Like when he was asked about Kawhi, all he basically said was he is really good at basketball and he really loves basketball, and that's all we're focusing on. So there was no like, oh, he's happy to be here. He loves Toronto. He's getting acquainted with his teammates. Like there was none of that stuff. Like and Nurse also implied, basically, like yes, I did have that conversation where Kawhi lit up like a Christmas tree that got like you know shared around. But at the same time, I haven't really. Been with the team, like yeah. if you remember from years past, Casey was like with the guys and everything. Yeah. Like, you, like in Lowry's thing, he said he basically was like, "I, I haven't seen anyone. Oh, I know and I've he, been he detached didn't, from the team. He did just a business or phone calls yeah. from from
3: Masai. Like he was checked out.
1: Yeah, he. I think like I think, I think it's fair to say. Uh, I mean, if like I don't know, it's not too much of a reach. I think to say that Lowry was straight up angry for,
3: at Masai. Sure, but also, uh, I think. But he recognizes Kawhi's better. Yeah. yeah. And so you've put a guy between his best friend and, you know, like it really is a rock and a hard place where it's like if he just comes out the day after the trade or a week after the trade and is like, yeah, I'm really excited. We're going to win. That's offensive to his friend. Yes. You know, so it's like, of course, he's going to stay out of it and hope it dies down and not have to have an opinion on it because he can't make everybody happy. Yeah. You know, All, all the
1: Raptors need is time. Because like we just need, you know, like Jimmy Butler storylines, Anthony Davis just signed with Clutch. We need like other storylines to kind of take away
3: and just we just need to win a bunch of games. The, yeah, and but the thing is we are gonna win a bunch of games because a bunch of the NBA sucks. And what's tough yeah. about that is is that more than any other sport, I think the regular season in the NBA can't really tell you what kind of shape you're in going into the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. You know? Like that's the one tough thing about it mm. is you know, we got into that series with Cleveland. We learned quickly what our deficiencies were. For sure. And now we got to turn around and play 82 games again. To be back in a situation where we can assess where we are relative to other good teams,
1: and that yeah. that's actually a really interesting point because a, a couple weeks ago I was talking about like the the drop back defense where where we would play with uh you know Jonas is not really like chasing out pick and rolls too much and he's kind of like hanging back so he's better because he's always getting exposed at the rim he has bad yeah. rim protection and he's bad shop blocker for his like size and his position, um but you know with with him and with Ibaka we just were just getting destroyed by Love and Thompson and that pick and roll and teams that experimented a bunch more like Boston and Houston and Golden State. They can handle that because during the regular season, they're just trying different small ball lineups. And I think you're going to see that from lots of teams, including us this year. And it's probably going to affect how many games we win because if nurse really wants to win in the playoffs, you know, I'd, I'd hope that he's exper- experimenting quite a bit.
3: Yeah. Right. I I think you have to. It's like literally 80% of the regular, 70% of the regular season games aren't going to matter. And like, the problem is sometimes yeah, you you need to know how you stack up against Houston, Golden State, Lakers, whatever. Yeah. And you're going to play against those good teams, but it's like, you know, cause you get a couple games during the season, but like also, you know, as you get late in the season, sometimes those good teams are resting guys or guys are out or guys aren't giving, you know, it's like, I was at the game. We beat Cleveland last year. You know, like where we just pulled away and crushed them in the fourth yeah. quarter. And I was like, I was there too. Yeah. And that I was, yeah, was like, was I was like, finally, was this is sick. Yeah. Now we have it. I was confident going into that playoff yeah. series. But, but that was like, a different
2: team than the one that was before they traded for George Hill and stuff,
3: right? Yes, yes.
1: Yeah, well, and that's all. I mean, there was personnel changes, and there was also teams play different basketball throughout the year. Yeah. So that's why it's this long kind of like trying to get averages, and that's why you need to know who the main main impact guys are, because if you're like, oh, well, uh, we're we we're missing Fred Van Vliet, and that's why we're struggling against Washington. It's kind of like, wait, what? No, no, you're supposed to have five or six or seven guys. Where it's like, it doesn't matter who we play. These are the guys that can beat that can you know we can win games with.
3: Yeah, though I will say that I do think we got into a pretty um, repetitive routine. Yes, uh, you I know, totally agree. Rotation wise, and so it was a loss to have Fred not there. No, 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 sorry. I think it was a loss. He was an important player, but
1: I I was just saying like, or I I guess what I'm feeling with this year is that I hope there's less reliance on keeping the bench intact, the bench mob, all that kind of stuff. It's about making sure you have the best five, six, seven guys so that you can compete with Boston in the conference finals and, you know, hopefully Golden State in the finals or whatever. I, I, I keep saying that because I really do believe it. But every time I talk about going to the finals this year, I feel like a bit of an ass.
2: Well, I think what's kind of come up just as like a theme and what we're talking about um, is that this is like a risky year and in, in NBA history, there's been so few like coaches or executives or franchises that have been like evergreen that haven't fucked up at some point. Yeah. And like, even like I thought Phil Jackson was evergreen, but he turned out not to be a good GM. Like it's pretty much just pop and Pat Riley. That are the two guys in Red Arrow back maybe that were like evergreen, and things have been pretty good in Toronto. And this is a risky season. Like maybe this is the year. The like, bottom drops out and and no. maybe maybe it's the best year in <laughs> franchise history.
3: Yeah. I, I that, yeah, me, for, for me,
1: the bottom dropping out, and I this might sound like just delusional, but I think it's 54 wins. I think well, we have the, our team is that good so, that the bottom dropping out is like we're third in these. So we got talking
2: about that's, Ky- that's what I Kyle a bit earlier in his media day thing, and he said the word championship 400 times in his yeah. media day thing. And it's pretty clear to me that his attitude is I'm a pro I do my job. If we're competing for a championship, you're not gonna hear a peep from me. And if the wheels fall off, I'm gonna be a fucking pain in the ass. Oh, and we've all seen that. And we know that, right? So so let's say Kawhi gets injured right off the bat and the Raptors start out eight and twelve.
3: I don't think Kyle's gonna be a good teammate at that point. That's fair. Sure. yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, he also Changed his game a lot last year in terms of becoming more efficient and mm-hmm. willing to play less minutes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's like, if we're not winning, that also goes out the window. You know, yeah.
1: for I, sure. I th- and I, th- uh, apparently, he
3: was like, I also, super tight I also with nurse. think we
2: are going to win. My, my, I'm optimistic. Right. Oh, no. I think it's, I think it's going to be good. But oh. I'm just saying that it's never felt so but insecure. In, in his
1: interview, I don't know if if any guys picked this up, but he when he was asked about like, oh, you have a great relationship with Nurse, he was very much like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did some of the stuff we did last year, right? Oh yeah, that guy's the head coach? Cool, cool, we'll see how he does. And I was yeah, like, yeah. whoa, yeah. I thought you were like buddies with this guy. Like, yeah, but that's just classic Kyle. I know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, yeah, so we and can't then, read
3: into it too much and, or we're the idiots, but and, and then you start not to. Then you still see him shooting a BMO commercial, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah exactly, like, exactly. It's like, um, you know, <laughs> I just mean, you know what I mean? Like he's still like, it's not like he's turning down right. work. He I, That's why I think he is the face. And it's like, I think we'll- I think he's important to what the attitude of the team is and what the culture in the dressing room is towards winning. Right. You know what I mean? Like if he's in a bad mood, it screws up everything. I think like you, you would, you would need him to get out of here.
1: I like Danny green from the media. Like he, he seemed like he's going to be a positive, uh, yeah. Yeah. A positive guy. So we you going to say something. Well, I was just going
2: to say, the, so my, my f- hope and my feeling is that this is going to turn out well as a season. Mm-hmm. And I think the best case scenario for the Raptors this year is that when the T, te- the best version of this team would be with Kawhi playing at an MVP level, but Lowry being a guy who's frequently taking important fourth quarter shots and he's yeah. fully bought in and he's playing great Kyle Lowry basketball Jonas has his
1: first all-star season. Sure,
2: but highly, but highly possible. There's a version of this team where Kyle is not bought in and is difficult and Fred Van Vliet starts stealing his minutes and that can still be a 50 win team that we can cheer yes. for. Yeah, I think so, too. But I think the the best case scenario, the best version of this team would be a fully bought in Kyle where he pretty much is the best player on the team. Yeah. Taking even though charges. Kawhi is winning MVP. Yeah. That people are like, yeah, but Lowry's the best player on the team or the most important
3: guy
1: yeah. on the team. Like, like he's our Draymond. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, like, exactly. He's still yeah, amazing. He is our, but our Draymond. That is yeah. what it is. Yeah, um,
3: It's that like it's that grit, you know? Yeah. That shows like when and you if go, we need to goes- actually
1: fight, we still have Ibaka, of course, who's like
3: down to fight. He's I think. dirty, yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, sure. oh, he's dirty like, yeah.
1: yeah, he is a little bit like it's. I'd never thought about him like that when he was with OKC and the Magic, but having him here, I'm like, you will like if you have two more years with the Raptors, you're gonna punch two more guys in the face. Like, like it's just gonna happen, and it's gonna be weird too. It's gonna yeah. like look like it came from nothing.
3: But you know, when Kyle takes a charge, it like you know you're like, oh, this guy's putting it on the line. We gotta. You know what I mean? I, Even
1: his deep threes. If
3: he comes out and hits
1: one of those yeah, crazy, awesome. kind of like Lillard, Steph,
3: yeah, KD. Just walking up the floor, like yeah, no moves. Those, just those. immediate straight into a stop and shoot. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so here's another media day thing, and I've talked about this a bit before, but when we first signed Monroe, I guess I assumed that... Who? hey. The, uh, who? <laughs> um, the Moose, man. Yeah. Um, Matt loves that nickname. Uh, it's kind of a cool what? throwback of a nickname that the guys called The Moose. I'm like, fair enough. What do I love um,
2: And finally ended up in Canada.
1: I know. It, <laughs> I know, it took him a I long time. Sooner. Skip Minnesota. Um yeah, so in an interview, and uh, me and Tim were talking about this before, so uh, yeah, to, Tim, I'll throw it to you, but he thinks he's playing backup center minutes. It's great. So, it's great. But that tells me, though, has he been told he's playing backup center minutes? Cause I was kind of hoping Serge would. So if Serge starts and Jonas starts, then you really got to think about, Oh wait, this whole OG at the four thing. Maybe it's not real. Well, cause Siakam's going to come, you know what I'm saying? Like it just gets dicey.
2: So like, well, just two points on that. What I liked about Greg Monroe is someone like, he sounded like a pro and he sounded like his expectations of what's going to happen this year are fully, fully reasonable. Yeah. And um, sometimes on an NBA team, you just have a guy who's going to be important to the team over an 82 game schedule mm-hmm. for like 12 games. He might contribute the rest yeah. of the time he's on the bench. And I think if, I think Greg Monroe fully accepts that that may, that may happen to him this but year. but he is And then he's of those getting his paycheck. Like- he's going to, he's going to show up. He's going to be professional. He's going to do a good job. Sometimes he's going to kick the shit out of someone else's second unit. Sometimes he's going to do nothing. Right. The other thing that, that you talked about, and this is a different discussion, but I, I think also the best version of this team might have a healthy, energetic Serge Ibaka as the primary center of the team. Ooh, I like that. If he actually is kind of taking away from Jonas as the center and a healthy, energetic Serge Ibaka, you have Kyle Lowry playing his best. You have Kawhi Leonard at an MVP level. You have a Baka playing like he did three years ago at center in today's NBA, well, and I think the odds of that happening are negative six. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean I'm very, well, what's, what's weird I'm about, very concerned that Abaka may not contribute a lot this so, year. So yeah.
1: Last year in Media Day, he said he re-signed as and he wants to play center. And then I think Jonas had a really nice year. Jonas um, is great. Purtle was fantastic. He was their best rim protector and you know, part of that whole bench mob thing. Even Bebe was pretty good. So Purtle and Bebe are gone. But if Monroe plays center, there's no, if he plays center every game, there's no real center minutes for Ibaka. So he's kind of doing the same thing. And in his interview, he was saying that nurse told him that he's going to be um banging bodies more and closer to the rim and blocking shots as opposed to just standing out on the three and spreading the floor.
3: So somewhat like, you see, you see, what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but yeah, but what's the over under on minutes for Monroe? What do you think? Five, six, ten, yeah, seven? I'd say seven yeah. or ten. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, that's the thing, so You think like, we play like three centers in a game? That's what I think. I think that he'll he'll have Bebe.
1: That role, actually, I think. because I don't think they're going to no. Change. Bebe's gone. No, I know. But I'm oh, saying the, he'll oh, do the
2: role right. that Bebe's done for the past yeah. two years will be great.
1: That, I, I heard uh, he'll be with Bebe as well. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I, 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 I really jumped on that.
3: Sir. Like, like I think you can still see Serge getting some, some you know, center minutes, uh, but but maybe playing two positions. Uh, like
1: playing some power forward.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. whereas like, you know, Jonas, I don't think they're going to increase his minutes that much. And he was only at what last year? 25, right? No, he
1: actually had no. it one of his lowest years. He was 22, but it was his most efficient That's year. right. And so I don't think, I like, think like, everyone's lo- talking about him in minutes. He doesn't necessarily, first of all, I don't know if he can play plus 30. Second of all, I don't think he needs that many more minutes. Like he's just going to no, keep getting better. No, Sorry, I didn't mean to I, cut you off. No,
3: no, I agree with you. I also think in 30 minutes he fouls out. So Yeah, he's you know, so right? people forget that as he
1: has amazing hands and he's such an elite rebounder and he's so strong. He has so many skills and he's so slow and he's never going to get faster. And that's just a like we're in an era where it you really can't be slow at any position. And you can there are some plotting centers left in the NBA, but there's really not many. Yeah. Like it's just although it, he
3: can shoot the 3 so I don't know. Yeah. No, listen, I I love JV. Yeah. Uh but I also I think getting like like you know, you were talking about, you know, when we were talking about guys going somewhere else and getting more minutes like if Norm Powell could be as good as DeMar which he can't. But, you know, this is the same kind of thing with JV is like I don't think it's about comparing like player to player. It's about how efficient can you make a player? You know, how many efficient guys can you have over that set of minutes? So it's
1: not just JV getting DeMar's touches. It's like, oh, he'll get two two of those eight, you know, touches that are like, let's say there's like 20 possessions you're spreading around. Yeah. You know, so many of those are going to go to Kawhi. Right, yeah, right off the bat. Of course. And then you know maybe a bit more to Jonas, maybe a bit more to. What I
3: don't want to see is just Serge, sorry. Serge just like heaving up those shots when he's like breaking like eight in a row. Oh, it's I like,
1: basically don't want Serge to like touch the ball on offense. Unless <laughs> he sh- the thing is, he he over the last three years he's still a three point threat. He's a spacer, and even though he had a bad three point shooting year last year, he shot thirty six percent. From three, which most big men, like, is such a valuable skill. Like, his two things he can still do well, blocking shots and hitting threes, are basically the most important
3: things. That 36% is so deceptive, though, because it's like, he'll hit, like, it's streaky.
1: Yeah. And like... Well, we we all saw the Houston Rockets lose in the playoffs. It's like, when you build something off of threes... Yeah. And and by the way, I I keep going back to this the media day, um, Nurse and Jonas and a bunch of people were like oh we're taking more threes than we did last year so we're going that direction too yeah um but
3: but again that means like so what do you do with greg Monroe? like i really think he's like a, (laughs) you know it's like uh he's (laughs) he's not louis scola but like you know what i mean it's like that like i think he is that guy that's like eight minutes he's worse on defense than louis scola yeah,
1: he's worse on defense than Louis Skola. Yeah. Like actually, much worse. Skola was kind of deceivingly not bad, but Greg Monroe is like a disaster. Yeah, on defense, like when he played for Boston last year, um, Stevens like fully cut him out of the rotation. So on that, like he could have been playing in the playoffs and was pretty much not playing. Um,
2: but I, I don't think he's going to be a locker room problem, which I'm.
1: Oh
3: no. Oh no. He's going to be like, perfect. No, I, he's think he's, pro, I think he's, I think he's really, I think that's the main reason he's here is like, we have a good locker room scenario. I think. Right? I think. Yeah. Unless, like, unless Miles Kyle, is good and Danny green. Uh, and, yeah. I think once they get winning, yeah, Kyle yeah. will be fine. That's I agree. Yeah. yeah.
1: Maybe OG and, and I OG think, by the way, in his media thing was like talking way more. Did anyone notice that? Yeah. He's getting more comfortable, more comfortable. And he was like, he was like. He's very polite. Like he's, I, I think people think he's
3: like rude. He's not. He was like he would take it every question. Yeah, he's just kind of curt. I mean, the guys I'm most excited for is like, what will the development of O.G. be? What will Pascal's development oh, be? These guys yeah. are sick. I want to see them. Well, and I think Siakam's like
1: Sean Marion. Well, like the, the, he, he has glimpses to me of like being this like insane person on a basketball court. Like this is why I
2: say there's like. I don't know. I'm getting these different visions of what the team could be going forward, but I also think there's a vision of this year's Raptors where Ibaka just doesn't play. Yeah. Because if if Jonas is going to be good, like there's going to be some lineups. There's going to be some lineups where you want to have OG Siakam, Kawhi Leonard.
1: Well, Ibaka also could rest his body. He can really benefit from that. I think.
2: Yeah, Like if we're such a good team, we're treating him like he's 70, but I know, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, he should be, he's getting paid $20 million a year and he yeah. should be able to, to, he's slow for the power but, forward though, man.
1: Like yeah. if if you look at a team like golden state, they're, you know, they're lumbering centers. Uh, they just wouldn't play in the playoffs. So unless you have a guy like Clint Capella, who's a really fast center, odds are that you need, yeah, a guy out there like Siakam or, or, or a playing center where he's less exposed.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you did, guys have any. Did you see Kawhi when he talked about how like this team's all young and when he was in San Antonio everyone was like kind of old? Oh, wait, wait wasn't that Danny Green who said that? I think it, I thought it was Kawhi who said oh, that. Oh, uh, it was Danny. I was I it, think Danny? it was Danny? Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, but he was that talking about, be, like, he's like, I don't want to call right. these guys old. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. that yeah. was awesome. And it's true, though. The Spurs have been pretty old for a while. Yeah. Like Gasol and Aldridge yeah. are, like, Aldridge wasn't even one of the old guys. They have Manu just retired. He's, like, 40. Oh, I know, Parker. Yeah. So they definitely were hanging on to some, like... Like, guys who are bald
3: not by choice, you know? What I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Although, Ginobili's one of those guys who, he went bald at, like, 25.
3: Yeah. And then, like, he just had, like... Someone had, like, showed a highlight clip, like, a package on Facebook that I saw. And I was, like, when he had hair. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, he was doing moves. I was, like, oh, yeah, same guy. (laughs) Yeah, same guy. (laughs) He looked different, you know? His hair's whizzing around all over the place. Yeah, yeah, so my
1: last media media day takeaway, um, or, like, the the last important one, I feel like, is uh, Masai kind of jumped on the you know, Raptors relevance question, which is something I'm obsessed with. And I I think he is too. I think his whole goal is to make the Raptors as relevant as possible, as relevant as any other NBA team. I think in the end we're in Canada and it might not be attainable without ESPN here, but he did jump on that. Like, I don't know if you guys heard this, but he, he was kind of like, he, he was kind of defiantly saying that, um, the conversation about, about us attracting free agents should be over. We're good. That shouldn't be a narrative anymore. So I think, I, I don't know, I, I guess my, I'll start with you, Gary. Like, Is, this, is he trying to influence the narrative or, or, is he, or is he just speaking the truth? Because that's still it, a bit of a thing, right?
3: I, here's the thing. I don't entirely know if it is. One, players will go where the money is. Right. Right. There are guys signing max deals in Memphis. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, Toronto is certainly a better city than, than, I mean, Toronto is a world class city. Yeah. Uh, You know, Carabana this summer, LeBron was here hanging out. Uh, Exactly. This is an off season party city for guys, uh, you know, on the same scale that, uh, you know, New York or LA is for our social environment like our club right. scene uh, our bar scene our restaurant scene all those things and yeah maybe some guys don't know that but every guy who ever has been here always ends up liking it and saying good things about it um but what about the whole like uh, there's a free agent it's a top 10 guy sure but is toronto on the list i think i mean i mean you in the past i would say no but i think if you're a good team if you're genuinely a good team uh good player. I mean, it's hard. You're talking about a top 10 guy. Top 10 guys are rarely available. And and of the last couple top 10 guys, you know, KD went and joined a team that was already the top team, you know? It's true. It's true. So, you know, who else are you talking about? It's like, yeah, LeBron just went to LA. We all kind of knew that that was a strong possibility. I mean, you're always going to have those markets like the Lakers or the Celtics that because of their history uh, are going to, and And I
1: I think Masai wants us to be like Houston which sure. isn't a traditional mega market. But if, yeah, yeah, if you're amazing or, you know, Aldridge, it didn't really work out, but he went to the Spurs, right? Yeah. And at that time he was like, you know, shopping with all the big
3: teams and. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think guys will go where the money is. Uh, I think, you know, even Miami was proof that guys will team up to go somewhere that has the room under the cap to have them there. Right. And then I think once you have a big player, like if you look at the Lakers, you look at all the guys that are willing to go there or like the guys that go to Golden State on these like, you know, veteran minimum deals because they just want to, you know, latch on for a ring or whatever. Right. Yeah. So it's. like I mean,
1: we, we got Monroe, right? That we we got Monroe t- as, like a minimum deal guy. Like Yeah,
3: yeah. You know what I mean? A, that's kind of a, like a good a, veteran.
1: And we did
2: get it's hard to remember, but Turkaloo and Damare and Carroll were like pretty much the two best free agents you could get in those years. That's right. Yeah, they and were they ended coveted. Up sucking, no, but, they, they they were um, coveted
1: guys. But for sure. any
2: team would have been thrilled to get those guys yeah. and the Raptors got them.
3: I, th- I think Canada in sure. general does this thing or like Toronto as a sports market does this thing where they think people don't want to be here. And there is a border between us. You know, we are, so, the so only- you're,
1: you're fully with Messiah. Cause he was saying that too. He's like, we got to believe in
3: ourselves. Yeah. Oh, and it's, I, I and think, he's doing the Masai like inspiring thing. Like, I, 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 and everyone erupted
1: too. It's like, this guy's a badass. Yeah, of
3: course. Yeah. Of course. I don't know. You know, we have this inferiority complex because we are in the shadow of America, but, uh-huh. but we shouldn't like Toronto is a sick city. Um, and, I mean uh,
1: I I feel that way. I guess it's just kind of like when does that And yeah, and Tim like how, how are you feeling about this like is are we at the point where we are uh, you know the truth or like, that Toronto's an amazing I, place I, where I that's think kind of Gary perception, you know?
2: Gary said it well that it doesn't matter because the guys who actually make a difference never come up. So, it, you know, we were unlucky that when we got Hidu and and Demare that they, you know, we got the biggest free agent of the year and it just wasn't a good year. Like, to be honest, to actually make a difference with a free agent splash, like who who's that going to be next? You know, LeBron just traded teams. Maybe we Durant is going to be a free agent. Well, for us, like, it would probably Steph- have to be Kawhi, right? Kawhi. I mean, and we yeah. traded for Kawhi. So that's why this is all worth it, whether it works out or not, is because you're not going to get. I mean, may- maybe maybe the Raptors have a chance to get Kevin Durant as a free agent someday. But yeah, like, I, th- I think but, next year but, it's
1: but, Butler, Kawhi, Kyrie, KD. Those yeah, are like so the like, giant names. So yeah. what
2: What if we get, you know, like what if John Wall comes here someday? Like does that even matter? Does John <laughs> Wall matter in the NBA? Like it's such a weird league yeah, now that you re- – He
1: kind of does. I mean he, he,
2: he does, but he, yeah. He matters if you have a guy better than John Wall as well. But you really, really need that that top, top talent to compete. And even the Spurs who had a great run – They've lost Tim Duncan. They have Aldridge who's great, but they're not a championship contender no. anymore.
1: And, and, I, and I honestly think that's why Kawhi left. I think that's the main yeah. reason, personally.
3: Like, people still view the Raptors, like, if you don't say Toronto, if you just said the Raptors or whatever, like, Jurassic you know, Vince, Vince Carter oh, was a real thing. Oh, yeah, yeah you, know, sure. you know what I mean? Like, they, you, you know, winning dunk contests and, like, uh, you know, Air Canada and like all that. Totally. Yeah, yeah. All that dumb stuff was. He was like, like a zeitgeist sink for it sure. Was, it was bona fide, right? Yeah. And it's like, so when the team is good or when you happen to draft and have the best player, we will be a relevant team. Yeah. And I think that goes and for anywhere in the NBA. When OKC had, you know, Durant and Westbrook, everyone was talking about OKC. You know what I mean? It's That's true. Like, and totally. And Giannis
1: yeah. and Giannis for the Bucks. The Bucks yep. are like, yeah. you know, they're fringe relevant because there's. That he only but had. They Giannis, but they could win 50.
2: Games. If he has an MVP type season, then I they'll, think they'll, so. And they'll start to matter, like and people will think about going there. Free agents will go there, and th- there is a chance that Kawhi plays at an MVP level this year. That would be great. Yeah, I think, and wh- that will change
1: things for the Raptors. And then Giannis is going to come over. It's going to be but, fucking. Awesome. Yeah, but we might have. But but Giannis is the year after,
3: right? I, I heard recently.
1: I heard recently, twenty twenty is when. You know, if he starts to do the whole, like, I want out thing is when that could start to happen.
3: But, you know, like, there's a very good chance next year that, like, okay, look, I would love if Kawhi stays. Yes. There's a chance he doesn't. Yeah. uh, But, and and that's okay. And we might take a step backwards for a year because you look at all those guys you just listed. I don't think any of them, like, I think Kawhi's our best shot at retaining a guy. I don't think any of those other guys come here.
1: Oh, yeah. I think Kyrie and KD don't entertain us as, as an option. And I think... Butler would be some scenario where we've retained Kawhi and maybe he wants to come too or something. I mean, you I know, know, yeah,
3: I, you know, I mean, I don't know. Have you have you guys exhausted talking about the Butler
1: trade? Oh, we're actually headed to the Butler trade next because okay. we're, we're going to do it in like the uh, in the NBA section. But before we move on for media day for the Raptors, anything else from you guys? I'm good. I I, I am. I knew Tim had something. Just it it
2: strikes me that. Guys sometimes leave for money to go to a better situation. And Fred Van Vliet staying in Toronto, I think is going to prove to be quite a good decision for him. And he's just, he's good and he's comfortable. And He's so confident. He's so confident. And in that
1: interview he was talking about like, oh, I know, he know which players he knows, are like getting the pass with the seams yeah. and which players don't. And, I was and like, he, he could, that's
2: pretty methodical, dude. I know you can't just like project people yeah, to be better, so but he, he, he could really be, like an upper level starting NBA point guard caliber player this year.
1: Yeah. And I also think that like, there was a lot of, I mean, like debated it, like debated about it like crazy on the podcast, but, um, and I waffled too. But in the end, I think that uh, Fred really took that position from DeLon. He's like, I'm a better point guard than you. You're amazing on defense. But in the end, my defense is pretty good. And my offense is just a thousand times better than you. And his three point shooting, like I think he surpassed, DeLon and is not going to look back. He's also two years younger.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Okay. Matt, um, before, before we head to the NBA, Mm -hmm. why don't you tell everyone uh, some, some, they don't know about Aaron Gray. First of all, do do you guys know Aaron Gray?
2: Oh yeah. Okay. That man could yes. hit an 18-foot <laughs> jump shot.
1: Yeah. And he, <laughs> he's a true like l- like we're talking about lumbering centers. Yeah. He's like one of those like guys you see on like on NBA benches now where you're like, "Why is that man 7 feet tall?" Yeah. Cuz he doesn't look like an athlete at all.
0: <laughs> you know he's he's an assistant coach now, right, for
1: uh, the Pistons? Um for- I guess maybe I just because hey, I said that maybe I kind for of Casey. That. did you know that no no uh, I did not know he's so he's one of the main
0: assistant coaches yeah with uh, the Pistons cool did you also know why do you know why he retired no he had a blood clot in his heart shit yeah he's
1: That's okay though. two
0: Raptors with blood clots both of them ate sort of shawarma before the
1: games too oh shit guys don't eat sort of shawarma. <laughs> I'm sorry,
3: sort of shawarma. Sort of. Have you ever Shwarma.
1: have you ever seen have you never seen it at the ACC? It's sort of shawarma. Scotia Bank. It's it's basically oh sorry Scotiabank Bank Center. No, it's um. Arena. It's a shawarma and yeah. a Jamaican beef patty, which for me, I was like when I first heard that, I'm like that sounds perfect. But then it, there's so much lettuce and like um, tomatoes and corn in a bun with meat, so it's like it just you know when the lettuce is too hot and you're like this yeah, is oh, weird yeah. this is weird. <laughs> The, 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 that's the deal. And
3: I actually ate it twice because I'm like, no, why, I'm gonna like this. Why sorta anything? Yeah. yeah. Why, not, why, why not just do existing food well? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nope.
0: Nope. Staple at the uh, Scotia Bank. I hope they make it up a little bit this
2: year with the new uh, sponsorship.
1: What do you think? Yeah, man. Scotiabank better pour in the freaking like, I want to see way more projections. It's It's going to go
2: from sort of shawarma to it's almost shawarma now.
1: Yeah, It's very close (laughs) to being (laughs) shawarma. I I love the idea of it slowly. It's
2: still not not shawarma, but like.
1: like, Guess what? It's not heading towards being a beef patty. It's heading away from that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right, Matt. Why don't you give me that Raptor sting? (laughs) in your
0: head. You know what that I'm, stands for,
1: Freddie? What?
0: National, National Basketball, Basketball Association.
1: Association. Dude, you're such a nerd. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to get my ass kicked Some one time. Some people don't know. Some people <laughs> no. don't know. Someone's going to be like, are you the guy in that podcast? And I'm going to be like, yeah. And they're like, send a message to whoever <laughs> Matty D is and just like punch me right in the face. <laughs> just for all the tinny well, sounds you're you taking make people it. listen to. Um, cool. So, uh... I got a little game for us, but before that, um, we got to talk about Jimmy Butler. We talked about—I actually talked about it last week—as it pertained to the Raptors, um, and we can go there too. But I, I was kind of thinking that we just talk about all the stuff that's happening with Minnesota, p- potential like uh, trade destinations. Um, but I kind of want to lead with this, and uh, yeah, t- Tim, I'll start with you. Based on what's happened um, with Minnesota and, and trading for Butler, and Butler demanding a trade. Should Thibodeau be fired?
2: Th- this is what I was saying about Pat Riley and Pop. Like, Tibbs is not evergreen, apparently. No. I think he's a great coach. but oh, he's expired. It's not, it's not a guarantee that just having Tom Thibodeau makes your franchise good forever, so no. we'll see. And, and as shitty as and- it's been for the Raptors losing Bosh and all that stuff over the years, like... The Timberwolves, what a shitty franchise to be a fan of. Because there's so much hope, and you're like, they're going to do it. And then it doesn't.
1: First time you make the playoffs in like a year. Yeah. And it's like, oh, man, we had glimpses of being a good team. Jimmy Butler starts calling out your two cornerstone players that you basically spent nearly a decade Waiting for. for, yeah. Yeah, and, 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 you, and you got these guys. And, you know, b- the the book's kind of out on uh, on Wiggins, like a lot of people. I, I think Wiggins is going to end up being a, an efficient player in the end, but a lot of people think he's kind of like a DeRozan empty calories guy, but yeah. a worse version of that. And, and Towns looks like a bona fide maybe superstar. More,
3: maybe more Rudy Gay than DeMar, but, you know. Yeah. Like those empty calories, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. It's hilarious that those two are on the same team right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. Um, but, so, yeah.
2: So, I... I don't know, I tend to think it's good to keep continuity, but but yeah, Tibbs definitely like that whole regime could could fall apart. And like- that sucks for it sucks for Wolves fans because,
1: and it's a week a week before training yeah, camp. May- a guy demands
2: a trade. Maybe like Ouch. two months ago, if you were a Timberwolves fan, you would have been excited for the season, being like, "We're gonna do it this year. It's gonna be great." Yeah. Especially
3: yeah. they got on a real run in like the middle or the two thirds mark of the season. They were all They were in fourth winning. in
1: the West yeah, for a bit. Yeah, they,
3: they were really winning games, and then you know, and then Butler got hurt, and that was it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, whatever, they just didn't recover, you know, even if he was back or whatever, it wasn't the same yeah. thing as when they were like streaking, Total. Um, And, and it's weird cause they were good and they were winning. It's weird to be in a situation like that with like a team with like what, what I would call like three good players and to, to shit, talk it and want out. But beyond that, it's like, you know, because now, the, I mean, the the news on this story is changing by the hour. So now, yeah. now I heard Tibbs being like, oh, no, he is going to come to camp if he's not traded by the end of the week. So it's like, is he just trying to protect his own job? and Or did he go talk to Butler and, and try to talk him into staying? And how do you stay in a situation where you've called out the other two guys? Y- you know what I mean? Yeah, like, and th-
1: this is why I'm kind of out on Butler, unless it's like a, a magic Maasai trade right now, because it's like, you can look at it like, oh wow, Kawhi uh, is similar. He demanded a trade out of San Antonio, and it's like, okay, that's fair. But this is the second time in two years that Butler's demanded a trade and slagged the rest of his team constantly. Yeah. So when he was with Chicago, he was calling out teammates like left, right, and center until he got traded. Uh, had a good run, so m- maybe it's kind of like a like a a worse version of what we're talking about, Lowry. Yeah, uh, if this guy is like uh, on an amazing team and everything's looking good. Great, we're. It's kind of like you know all systems go. But they were a pretty Asus great team. Bad. You're, you're
3: talking about fourth in the West, like they totally were, they were good. And it's you know what's it's crazy to me is like, you know yeah okay let's say theoretically whatever he comes here and I agree it would only be if we could like move off excess pieces because the reality is he's only here for one year yeah uh, which is the one reason I think he wouldn't really be a problem if you're on a, if you're in a winning situation right now like he probably gets you know a max deal either way but i think he has to play for it a little bit and he knows that he doesn't have to demand a trade at the end of this year cuz he's going to be a free agent and can do whatever he wants anyway right so it's like he doesn't have to slag the team or you know or or you know even last year you didn't hear shit this is all after the season was over
1: yeah well it kind of started because he he's been like not so secretive about it. he thinks Wiggins is lazy and yeah. Towns is lazy. Yeah. So he's calling them out on Twitter like all the time.
3: But is that just like, you know, being regular o- o- teammate stuff? No, being no, just being like older than the young guys and blaming the younger generation and, for being lazy. That's what I thought until you demanded for, a trade. Like, having
2: played for Tibbs for so long, too, is that Jimmy Butler may not have an appropriate work life balance. Yeah. And so he's, oh, I'm he's sure, looking at it's, these it's, other guys being like they're lazy and they're looking at him being like, man, that guy's crazy. He should like yeah.
1: take some take some saxophone lessons well, or and, something and just fucking chill out. You know, if, if you think about guys that have demanded a trade in the last little while, um, Butler and and Mello are really the only guys that um, have barely any playoff success who've done that. So usually it's been like even Kyrie, you know, he'd won a championship already. Right. Um we have Kawhi had won a championship. Um, Chris Paul, you know, I guess, uh, you know. He's, he's had success. Yeah, I, he, that guy's. yeah he, you know, he had some success before. Like, even even with New Orleans, he had a little bit of success before he, you know, demanded to go to uh, he, the, L.A. That, and for that, L.A., he just didn't resign. That so.
2: round one shot to win round one versus it's the Spurs. Spurs. It's amazing. is That's as impressive as anything anyone's ever done in the finals yeah. to me because the level of competition was... Was incredible. So, where Chris, w- Chris Ball is good. Chris Ball
1: is good. Where Where are you on Jimmy? Would you where, do, do you want him? Or are, you, are you kind of like, yeah, if we can hold on to uh, OG and Siakam and trade like, you know, one of Surge and Jonas and spare parts, I'm into it? Or are you kind of yes. like, yes, yeah, no?
2: sure. I mean, if you could trade <laughs> yeah, Jonas for Jimmy Butler, then.
1: That's where I'm at too. If it's yeah. like a highway robbery, if it's kind of like Jonas and Delon for Jimmy, then I'm like, okay, fine. Do in it. a second, like, in a heartbeat, right? Yeah. And
3: and this is again, this is the the thing I come back to where it's like, are we overvaluing our guys? Maybe, but also realistically, what is the situation that Minnesota is in? They have to field a team for eighty to, yeah, you know, yeah. like they have to put a team out there. And it's like, if Jimmy demands a trade and sits out now, now there's Tibbs is saying maybe he's going to come back to camp next week if he's not traded and start playing. But that's a weird chemistry. Yeah. But like, assuming he's not going to go play, and you just have so you're building around Cat, and you, you know, and Wiggins is playing, and it's like, so so that's your team. Wouldn't getting back anything for a guy who a is not going to re-sign next year anyway? Yep. You know what I mean? And now is refusing to play. It's like, well, wouldn't any trade be kind of good? And now you're just now you're just really balancing between what the Raptors might be offering versus what maybe you know, uh, supposedly Miami's interested. What What is Miami offering? Like, you're kind of sure. just weighing these shitty offers to see what's the best of the shitty offers because everyone's going to lowball. And it's yeah. like the teams he wants to go to the most are the ones that are most likely to not offer anything because they're like, oh, he wants to come to our cities? Exactly. Great, let's wait till the offseason. Yeah. yeah. Like, and- why in the world would bad teams, you know, like, like the Clippers or the Knicks or, or Brooklyn give up anything for a guy they can get next year. If they're going to be bad adding him this year, doesn't make them make the playoffs. Yeah, and also but,
1: Jimmy isn't like Durant where it's like, okay, we have a, like an immediate chance in a championship. I think he's like awesome cornerstone superstar, but still needs to be with another guy. Sorry. Yeah.
2: Jimmy. I, the one thing I would like not to see happen. I, I am catching LeBron fever and, He's just, he's just so good and so iconic. He's and amazing. So I want to see what this Lakers team is like. And the one thing I hope they don't do is trade their young people for a superstar as soon as possible because it's proven to be bad. They avoided and, like, doing that for Kawhi. They've, they've avoided doing it so far. And I'd like to see the Lakers just play it out this year with LeBron and some young guys. I think it would oh, be man. fun as a spectator to watch that. I think it'll give them more flexibility next year to actually put the team together they want.
1: Like I'm probably too high on Ingram. But I, I just can't remember the last time a LeBron has had a guy with that like wingspan. That's that young with that. Athleticism. Yeah. I think it'll be, like, a he's going to make Ingram do good to watch, things. Yeah. Like,
3: yeah and, and, and I think that's a team that's in a position where you play it like it is this year. And then you add in free agency next year. You don't yes. mess with what you have. Yeah. But okay. it's so
2: tempting with LeBron to say, Oh my God, we could get Jimmy Butler and LeBron. Yeah. But I, I think that would be a huge mistake.
1: Okay. Here, here, here's, here's what I'm kind of thinking for Butler. Like, I'm with you on, like, teams, like, that don't need to trade for them, which for me is kind of like Boston. They have, like, you know, they have so many good players. Like, what? what I mean. why are they going to do it? Um, Philly says they're not interested in trading for, like, you know, cashing in, but it might make sense for them with two young guys, like, locked up for a while. And then the Clippers or the other team are who I kind of think about because do you think the Clippers think they can, you know, beat the Lakers? In a, in a free agent war. So I think if the Clippers get a guy like Butler, they at least can say, well, I'm sure you want to go to L.A., but we're
3: already in L.A., and we can offer you $70 million more million in than the Lakers. Right, but the thing I'm hearing is that the Clippers have, what, two max slots for next year. Right. And it's like, and that uh, Butler and Kyrie want to play together. So it's like, you know, why don't you just sit on that and sign them both in the offseason next year and then not have to give away any of your young pieces to do that?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, like, I think that's, like, the smart and patient thing to do. But um, also that we have this, like, a couple years in a row now with the Lakers striking out on uh, Durant, striking out on Westbrook. Paul George. Paul George. They did get LeBron, which is like, okay, wait, like, maybe the Lakers thing is still a thing. Um, But, yeah, I think these New York, uh, L.A. teams, and kind of, like, Miami to a lesser degree, uh, but Boston for sure, they're kind of – all competing for not a lot of players. Yeah, so
3: it's a it's like that's the only. It's how way. do you take the? What's M- the approach? Maybe, but I mean, for one year of Butler, you're still doing what we're doing with Ka- Like, here's the thing: we're doing what we're doing with Kawhi because we're going from you know a B plus to an A. yes we want to try and go from a top five team to a top three or a top two yeah. team, and make the finals. It's like the Knicks are gonna finish what between eighth and twelfth in the Eastern Conference this year.
1: Yeah, the Knicks are going to be a disaster. Like, Porzingis is the the best thing that I got going, and he's going to be injured for the majority of the year.
3: Yeah, yeah. And it's like, so, again, if you think that a year from now you can have Kyrie and Jimmy Butler and a healthy Porzingis, you know, then maybe you have a Knicks team that's a top-five team in the East. Like, but why would you do anything to get him now when he's going to be playing by himself with a bunch of garbage, you know what I mean? Totally. Like, it just doesn't... And I, is Brooklyn still in the NBA? <laughs> yeah, Brooklyn is like you no. Know, I, I always talk about the Raptors'
1: slow climb to relevance. They're like climbing out of like the eighth
3: like layer of hell,
1: and I, they're and they're still I, like in the seventh layer. I, I honestly you know I mean? think, like, I think I think last year's championship the 905 saddest...
3: team beats the Brooklyn Nets.
2: Not well, a joke. With Brooklyn just as from a Raptors fan perspective, the sad thing, you guys remember Mikhail Prokhorov was always around at the start of the franchise? Oh, for sure. He spent so much fucking money, gave away two decades of that franchise. To Boston. To Boston. And spent you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. And the only thing he achieved from it was was narrowly beating the Raptors in a seven game series on, on a last second shot. And that's all that was like, whatever that cost him, like close to a billion dollars and 15 draft picks. I think they're
1: starting to get their own picks back. So Yeah, but they still yeah.
2: owe Boston picks. Like, it's, it's insane. And all they got out of it was a one-point one series victory out of beating the Raptors. That's
1: terrible. Oh, yeah, because every game was literally like... It, I think
2: happens. they beat them by
1: one
3: point in the entire series. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And then and Paul Pierce getting to forever say, we don't have it. Yeah.
1: Oh, my God. Paul, Paul Pierce, like, like, that really, like, he, he deepened my hate for the Boston Celtics. Of course. Um, all right, we're, we're going to play a little uh, ranking the Eastern Conference game um so i i did it last week and uh i did we, we did it for the west so here's how it works i'm gonna start i nominate a team and we're just gonna vote on it if it gets two out of three votes um that's where the team ranks uh if it doesn't the next person nominates a team and we just keep going till we uh till we land on teams we agree on okay sound good okay okay I don't so, know.
3: I don't know. I don't understand it at all, and I imagine the listeners oh don't yeah. either. But oh yeah. as we begin to play, I think it will reveal itself. <laughs> That's
1: almost everything on this entire <laughs> podcast. I stutter. I got a bit of a lisp. It's um, a lot going on. Uh, okay, so <laughs> here we go. Here, here we go. I think the Toronto Raptors are going to be the first place team in the Eastern Conference. Do you agree, Gary? Yes. Yes. Tim, do yeah, you? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's okay. do it. Well, then there we go. So Ocean the Raptors. Passes. Raptors are the first uh, first place team in the Eastern Conference in the regular season Gary who's the number uh, number two team
3: I, I think Boston Boston is gonna okay. be the number two team in the Eastern Conference I agree all right I also agree okay
1: you don't need me but I agree as well. Uh, this is how it went <laughs> last week the first first two teams were real quick then it started getting dicey. Um, Tim who's number three Philadelphia Philadelphia Matt? I agree. Ooh, like you don't. I can tell by the look in your eye. I also
3: agree. Yes.
1: Gary, were you going to agree?
3: Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah, I'm yeah. not as confident. I think there's a big separation between the first two and and Philly, uh, but but I do think they are going to be the best of the
2: rest. I, I also like Embiid, and he's another guy who I want to have a healthy career. Me too. And the, one of the paths to them not being good is for Embiid to get hurt. And yeah. that would just be a bummer. I'd just be like That would Ugh. be
1: such a bummer. And I also feel like based on his size and his injury history, it's so likely. It's possible, yeah. Yeah. Like it, these giant guys,
3: I don't know. It's such a big difference on the team when he's playing and when he's not. And he's yeah. fun
2: and like I don't want him to be better than the Raptors, but I, I I'm rooting. Yeah. For the he's guy. a good time. But
3: I thought they had a good opportunity to be better last year with all the, the additions they made going into the playoffs. Like all the and shooters stuff. and stuff yeah. for sure. I thought they were gonna be better and they you know they,
1: I thought they were okay until Boston made that first adjustment to kind of play small with Horford, and yeah. they, it was just their first time in the playoffs. Like, I, 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 yeah. I everyone was saying they were going to make the finals, and I'm like, no, they're going to like, yeah, be young the hype was at too, some point. Yeah, the hype
3: was too much. Yeah, um, but um, but I do think they're good. But we'll see this middle that we're going to go through right now, three, four, yeah. five, six, mm-hmm. is it's could good. could go in any order. Yeah, I mean, we've all agreed so far, but honestly, it could go any order.
1: Okay, Matt, who's number four in the East? Okay. Well, last year
0: it was Cleveland. Okay. And I'm not that was the LeBron led team. That's right. I'm not going with that. I'm going uh, with the Pacers. With the Pacers. I disagree. Yeah.
3: Gary? I'm gonna I'm going to disagree as well.
1: Ooh, okay. All Failed. right. So it's on to my nomination. Yeah. Um, there's no real. I, I, you know, I could nominate the same team, but that would be, no, that would be weird. Ooh. I just, I just disagree. <laughs> okay. So uh, I'm going to nominate for the fourth in the East, the Washington Wizards. <laughs> I know. That's it's like, saying. it's <laughs> also cringy. Cause it's like, yeah, I guess, but. um. Okay. I'm going to disagree. Okay. Gary disagrees. I did,
2: I did disagree as well. Okay, well then,
1: all right, <laughs> you know, uh, Gary, who, who's who's fourth in the East? I'm gonna say the Bucks. The Bucks, okay. Tim,
2: I agree with the Bucks. Yeah. Agree,
1: Matt. Mm, I'm unsure,
0: so I'm gonna say no. You be the deciding it. <sighs> uh,
1: I'm I'm gonna say yes because I think they're one of those like bubble teams. Um, so uh, enough people agreed on the Bucks. Was it okay. was it
3: who, who suggested the Bucks? Was it me? I ended up nominating the Bucks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Tim, so. but I mean, like I said, this is this area we're in. Where yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah it it's three tough to, to, say, three
2: to but, seven but for but Giannis sure. honestly could have one of the best seasons in NBA history. And so, yeah, yeah. no,
1: and I think that like, get, I think there's a bit more fluidity going on there. Budenholzer's there. They're one of the teams I think could take could be fourth in the in the east for sure. OK, um, so, so you're, fifth,
2: you're five. So I'm going to This is going to get voted down in a second, but uh, let's go Miami.
0: Oh,
1: wow. I think Miami is Ooh. solid
2: and they they they're always in the kind of they're so, They're a solid, and scrappy so.
1: playoff team, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt? Um, I'm going to say no. I'm also going to say no. I, I'm not surprised. Okay, Matt,
0: who are you nominating for fifth in the East? Fifth in the East. Let's go to those Cavaliers.
1: Cavaliers, what? buddy? <laughs> <What>? No way! <laughs> Sorry, Matt. I, I screamed in the mic, but screw oh. you, man. No, no. Um, I disagree. Uh, Gary? Um,
3: yeah, I disagree.
1: <laughs> oh wow, Gary. <laughs> Gary really he got into that. He enjoyed that. Um okay, uh I'm gonna go back to the Washington Wizards. Uh I think the Washington Wizards uh maybe fifth in the East, Gary. Uh yeah, I I, I, I will agree. Okay. I,
2: I'll I'll agree for the sake of keeping this moving.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's not a perfectly designed game. I'll say that. But it's well, so hard to game. say.
2: I mean, I think they're yeah. they're a volatile team. And also <laughs> some of the um we can talk about the Pistons later, but some of those, their salary structure is so precarious. And if they don't play well, and if Dwight Howard is a nightmare,
3: yeah, like they'll dismantle what, what are well, they going to do? He, they're they're actually paying so much money
2: to everyone. He, well, not him, but he's like, on
1: the cheap. So but, if
2: he's really bad, they can just like, get but out of but John here. Wall is kind of untradeable. Oh, but he kind is. of valuable to someone like yeah. would Charlotte want
1: John Wall in a trade like you, you don't. No, he's, I don't a, know. he's a, big, a fascinating guy because he got one of these freak contracts yeah. that started at like $40 million. Like, the, like yeah. everyone's like, oh yeah, Blake Griffin is not worth it. But John Wall is like, uh, it's I'm not sure so if he's worth much. it, but in two years he'll for sure not be worth he it. He makes yeah. so much Unless more he's than like Kyle the best. Lowry, yeah. What, yeah.
3: what about a guy like Kemba Walker? Like, doesn't everybody want to help that guy? Like, He's, he's getting paid $12 million right now. He's, he's fun, about, too. He's yeah. a fun. or oh, he's awesome. I love watching him. I'm just yeah. saying, like, what a terrible situation he's in. Like, yeah. you just want to see him on a good team with good teammates. and like, Yeah.
1: I thought that they were going to trade him. Like, yeah. he was on a trade block for a while, and then that kind of went quiet. Yeah. Um, wait, whose nomination is it? I, think it's uh, I did the Wizards. Gary I think we so yeah.
3: agreed to Washington. Who's, I, no, who's number yeah. six? I'm going to come back to Indiana now. Pacers. Tim, Indiana. Oh, I agree
1: with that. Yeah. Yeah. Matt? Yeah. Okay. I was also going to agree. Okay. So, seven. Tim, I, I uh, you still got your heat. There. I
2: know, I know the heat. Let's go. I'll go heat. I think the Heat are solid and they're they're gonna be there. So yeah,
1: hmm. I'm gonna say no. Oh wow, <laughs> Matt! Matt was really confident. He looks like he was gonna press a button <laughs> know, when he said that. There you shit, go. dude, this down. guy thinks Cleveland's gonna be <laughs> yeah. fifth. Scram, dude. Um, uh, no, it's it's a fun time for Matt right now. The Leafs preseason started Woo! and things are going well. Um, yeah. So
3: uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with the Heat. Um, Gary, you're the decider. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to agree with the Heat as well. I agree. Like, it's weird how like I think at the end of 2017 they went on that like the hard, crazy run. Yeah, yeah, crazy yeah. run. It was like 30 and nine or something. And so shit. like last year, I thought they were going to be better. That's why I voted them down when you had them for like fifth or whatever. Because I was like they were supposed to be that really good last good. year.
2: But they have a good culture, and Pat Riley really gets people. And um, Bam. Uh, could be a yeah, yeah like an
3: actual yeah so so I, I, do, I do I do expect yeah, his second year should be really good I expect them to be better this year than they were last year
1: yeah and they uh, have tons of depth and they're not yeah. really
3: old yeah and um, I, and again I literally think three through seven that we've listed could be in any could order. be in any order
1: yeah Uh okay are, are you going back to the Cavs here buddy no or?
0: no <laughs> okay they're off my list now Uh I'm going with Dwayne Casey Detroit Pistons Pistons
1: okay now. I'm almost there, but you know what? I, I, I did have these weird feelings about the Cavs and the Bulls, but I think right. that the Pistons have enough. Yeah. Like, like all these teams are not really. I know. I'm like, I'm doing who wants to be a millionaire. Uh, I am going to say yes on the Pistons, but it's pretty like. Ooh, Gary. Pretty unconfident. I'm
3: going to say no.
2: Oh, all up to Tim now for the eighths. What? Well, when when you have a, a farm with chickens and the chickens aren't laying eggs, <laughs> oh, you gotta shit. you gotta lead those chickens to the river and make them drink water <laughs> till they lay the eggs. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Pistons are gonna be gonna be that, there. Was that's that a Casey yes. story? Yeah. I don't know. That's just oh. kind of folksy <laughs> wisdom you'd get from Dwayne Casey. Oh yeah, no, like, I,
1: th- I thought you were gonna full on being like I-, I saw a bunch of guys in an alley, or like don't bring bats in an alley yeah. unless you want to play some baseball. And if you see other guys with bigger bats, they're gonna kick your ass. Like, <laughs> he's,
2: he's got some folksy wisdom, and yeah. I, I, I have faith that he can run a good team. I yeah. mean, we're still talking about the bottom of the playoff race, and yes, so really no talent. Cleveland eh? no Cleveland in the playoffs.
1: No, I think was I that think just eight that we just that did? Eight. That was eight, yeah. yeah. Fuck, man. So Cleveland's out, uh, and uh, I would say like yeah, Charlotte, Charlotte as well. This is another Charlotte team could that have is, been like,
2: more highly, yeah, maybe, rated here.
1: Maybe we did him dirty a little bit, but um, before we head to the last segment, let's uh, let's figure out uh, something new about our our last player here, uh, <laughs> who hopefully Kyle Lowry's going to become in the playoffs. Lowry, yeah, uh, tell tell me something I don't know about Chauncey Billups.
0: Um, so it's interesting you talked about how uh, Masai is trying to You say that it's not an issue for players to come here anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel like Chauncey Billups was part of that era where he really didn't want to come here, right? Because he was like late 90s.
1: He was here for like, I think it was twenty nine like games. 25, oh yeah. 29 was, games he played,
0: less than a year.
1: Traded twice as a rookie, I believe.
0: Yes, Mm-hmm. Not good. Did you know he's the first player ever to be named NBA Finals MVP after having played for more than three NBA teams?
1: No. That's kind of a cool stat. Yeah. So he's like the first Journeyman Finals MVP.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty cool title. And the other thing about him is his, like, all of his all star appearances are like 31 and up or something. Both he and Steve Nash, like, their 20s don't make them. Hall of Fame players, but their thirties right. are great.
1: Like he he just had to get there because of raw winning. Yeah. Um all right. Thanks, Matt. Um you, you got anything else on Chauncey? Just that sweet stat. Okay, baby. That was a sweet one.
2: Well, uh <laughs> only black guy I've ever heard of named Chauncey. Really? I think so. It's a pretty like British guy's name. That I really is see. like, yeah.
3: yeah, it's like I'm from what? Liverpool that... and I'm Chauncey. That's don't my see. first Chauncey ev any Chauncey I've ever heard of. <laughs> No, it's, there's there's it's, like there's like, like old say. English chaunceys yeah. Like Um,
1: I could see someone from like I could see there being a Chauncey in an Abbey.
3: Listen, I think Chauncey's a great name. I've just never heard of it before.
1: <laughs> we're we're gonna like go for a walk after this and encounter like 45 Chaunceys. <laughs> um <clears throat> all right, Matt, why don't you uh, bring us over to the last section? Give me that sting. Quickish question! <laughs> oh god wow that was Kawhi's laugh mixed into the music mixed in with matt's actual coughing laugh um we're, we're in a good place here uh okay so quickish questions works like this um i'm gonna give you some fan questions you answer them as quick as you possibly can and if the question is too hard to answer quickly um Just just figure it out. Yeah, it passed. Exactly. (laughs) Um, All right, Gary, we're going to start with you. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This one's from Colin. On a scale of one to 10, rate how much of a fun guy Kawhi Leonard is.
0: I'm a fun guy. (laughs)
3: Just if you need to read Yeah, I just need to hear it again. I'm going to go nine.
1: Nine. Oh. oh wow! So like secret. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. All right.
3: All right. Um.
1: Okay. Uh, Tim is from Ben. Um. Oh wait. Sorry. It was. It's a because it's a question specifically for Gary. So this one's from Simon. Um. Okay. Uh, with how Quickish much? Questions. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Sorry, Matt. Quick it up. Um. With how much everybody, the internet slash media, has scrutinized his laugh, are you shocked? He doesn't like to talk in regards to Kawhi. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So Tim's still shocked, Simon. Okay. Matt, this is another one from Simon. Um, I had to kind of do do some follow-up on this, but uh, his question, and I'll I'll just read it out for you and you can answer however you like. Um, Should mental uh, illness be treated like any other injury problem? Uh, There is clearly a stigma behind mental illness. If it was treated like any other injury... Would that help players seek help? I always feel a little guilty about getting on a player for mental weakness, but never seem to have an issue with claiming guy, uh, claiming a guy is injury prone. Uh, neither of which are controllable. So, give me a quick answer to that, Matt.
0: I think there needs to be more awareness. Yes, but I don't know if it. Uh, you should call it an injury. I don't think. I don't think it's like a nagging thing. I think it's. It's a bit more personal than that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's more personal, and it's it definitely requires a different kind of treatment. Than, yeah, you know, I'm ice.
1: Gl- I, I, I'm glad we saved this for the quickest question. Ice your head. Um. Okay, so I'm gonna go back. Quickish to questions. I'm gonna go back to the uh, question for Gary here. Um, where was it? Uh, okay, it's from Ben. I want Gary to answer what kind of impact Danny Green will have. Does Powell bounce back? <laughs> he asked like five questions. Uh, do you think we have one of the best defenses in the league? Does DeMar take another step forward under Pop? So answer one of those.
3: Um, yes, yes, no, yes, no. I don't remember the there questions. Was four, there
1: was four <laughs> questions? No. You answered five? That's great. Um, uh, I, what was the first part?
3: What was the real question? Uh, the first one was... Um, uh, does uh, what impact will Danny Green have? I think it'll be great. I actually think he was like a real key to that trade that like nobody talks about, but I think he's going to be a big part of this team.
1: Yeah, I mean Kawhi mentioned. I think uh, he's going to be a fan favorite. Yeah, good good go, go, personality. Going back to media day, Kawhi mentioned that he um, that he was happy Danny Green came with him. Yeah. Okay, Tim. Um, another one. Oh, another yeah. one from Simon. Uh, <laughs> oh wait, sorry. Oh, here we go. Um, this is from Alan Shane Lewis, sorry. So uh, how many games games did the Celtics win? Like, probably 54. 54? Okay. Um, what's your dream destination for Jimmy Butler,
0: Matt? My dream destination? Um, I think in the West. You know, just keep pushing stars to the West. Okay. So, so we can really roll right to the, the
1: finals. So dream situation dream away situation. from the Raptors. And I, I wouldn't say... Uh, Matt, I already got your answer. Okay. Okay, Gary. <laughs> um, this one was so, so quick <laughs> Yeah, uh, the, the, This one's from Jonathan. <laughs> um, <sighs> what is the ranking of the Raptors offense this season?
3: Uh, I believe it was five last year. Yeah. Um... I'm going to say two, three, three. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. I'm going to say, no, I like it. I like was the maybe going to say four, but I'll say three.
1: Yeah. I like the optimism. Okay. What's uh, i I'm going to all... say
3: four. I'm going to say four, four.
1: Okay. Shit. All right. Shit. Maybe three. Okay. Going back to three. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tim, what is, uh, what is the final Raptors ranking for defense? Ooh, let's go. I'll go
2: four. Four? No, okay. I'll go six. I'm going to go six. Ooh. I think there's also the Raptors. Could, I like
1: how serious you guys have taken this. Like, I think yeah. the Raptors. get it wrong? Could,
2: because I think their bench is going to perform like it did last year, uh-huh. and that can lead to, like, some blowout games, and I know um, Golden the, State suffers from this where you're just mopping up against people, and then right. the intensity drops off,
1: and so let's say six. I yeah. can see that. Um, okay, Matt, this one's from Tom. Um... <clears throat> Will the Toronto media find some way uh, To ruin everything By nagging Kawhi endlessly <laughs> Um Yes Okay <laughs> Gary also from Tom um, Can we just shut up and enjoy How special this season is going to be Uh No I don't think so either There's yeah. too much other stuff going on yeah. And also this is a podcast Yeah right Literally every, every weekend um, Tim uh, It's from Tristan uh, should my NBA 2K19 player join the Thunder less minutes, or the Bulls greater role? The Bulls, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my player, dude. Have some fun, man. It's not all about winning. Like you got to like slowly build. Um, Freddie, okay. Freddie, one for you. Okay. Dwayne Casey,
0: Dwayne Casey had the uh, the rock to pound. A superstition for the team. What is Nick Nurse going to continue on with that?
1: Ooh, that's a good one. Nick Nurse is going to say. Uh, he's just gonna make everyone do tough mutter
3: once a year. Tough, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, uh, this one. This one's uh, he's make them all come into the dressing room and go, "Hello, nurse." Yeah. <laughs> if
1: he yeah. does that, that would be the coolest, <laughs> most motivational thing I could ever imagine. Like, first of all, it would go viral, uh, which would be good for Kawhi. No, that would be big. Uh, okay, last question is coming from uh, um, Brian. Oh. You know what? We uh, we already went through this a little bit. It was the pros and cons of adding Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. So uh, d- just just because he asked, let's let's each do. Uh, we'll we'll go con pro con pro to finish it off. So what's a con for adding Jimmy Butler, Matt? One con. One con. Uh,
0: can be a bit of a dick
1: in the dressing room. Okay. Um, uh, plus is amazing defender. Uh, your con, Gary. Um,
3: struggle with. Uh, um ball distribution. Okay. Uh Tim. A pro? A pro. We'll really fucking stick it
2: to DeMar DeRozan to be like, we don't want you, plus we want the guy who kicked your ass for you. <laughs> that I, I never even thought it's about like, that angle. It's like if you got if your like wife accused you of having an affair and you were like, I didn't have an affair yeah, because you didn't, and then you ended up breaking up with your wife, and then you went and married that girl she accused you yeah. of having an affair of. Like
1: I'm I'm, I'm I'm going to change
3: my con. My con is that it drives Kawhi away. Ooh, that's an amazing con. Because I think
1: there's a really good
3: chance of that. Like like he doesn't want to be bullied, right? Well, Um, and yeah, and he doesn't. And Ty Duncan wasn't a bully. Right now, we almost have a perfect situation for him. Yes, we just got to win. Yeah, Yeah. right now you make you bring in Jimmy, and maybe yeah, maybe it's we maybe it helps us win better, but maybe also the dynamic changes.
1: It's perfect for Kawhi right now. All we got to do is win, get him in a Drake video, get him a shoe deal, bam. Yeah, right. Um, Guys, that's it for the questions. That's it for the podcast. Uh, Thanks for doing it, Um, Gary. What's up? You got anything going on? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm
3: starting a shoe company. Uh, Sick! I'm gonna offer Kawhi a quiet deal. Oh man! Oh, I didn't know I didn't know oh, you're in the business. Uh, yeah. Cheers! Was, like, you know, like I mean, why wait around for Nike or Adidas or Skechers to? Uh... Yeah, yeah. Skechers is in the mix. So <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. Skechers is in the mix. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Brooks. Brooks yeah. is in the mix. Uh, yeah. <laughs> New Balance. Yeah. New Balance basketball shoes. Uh, uh, I don't know. What's going on? Um, I'm, uh, you know, just um, uh, checking out, watch, keeping an eye on my weed stocks.
1: Oh, yeah? You got uh, some weed who, stocks? Nice. Yeah. Uh,
3: legalization coming up October 17th. Oh, yeah. It's an exciting time. That's right. And, um, you know, uh, Catch 23, uh, doing that show on Catch Friday Catch 23 night every sometimes. Friday? Yeah. Um, uh, we got Jay Onright. John Wright's going to judge the show October 5th. That's Ooh. awesome. Uh, yeah, so that'll be cool. Brenda will be hosting. Huge. Uh, and, and uh, Jay will be judging. Sweet. So it'll be fun. Um, Tim, you got anything going on? You, do, you doing some JFL 42? Uh, do, I'm doing some TV warm-up. So just go
2: see stuff at JFL 42. It's good. Cool. Um, and I'm uh, doing shows all the time. But I'm doing the Durham Comedy Festival on November 23rd. So if you're awesome. in the 905, check that out. I think it's called... I Think it's called the nine oh five comedy festival. But yeah. um
1: Hey, I went to high but, school yeah. in Whitby. And yeah, so yeah, I, I, if, I you're out, if you're out in Whippy, so come, go check come out see Tim. me November
3: twenty-third whippy uh, go karts. Whippy go-karts, baby. Um wait, there's go-karts and Whippy? It was when I was a kid, that was where you went for go-karts. Oh. For us, it was know. Lindsay, Ontario. Yeah. But anyways. I mean, I think it was like I think it's gone now, but I think it used to be called like Whippy five hundred. Shit. Something like that.
1: Yeah. Um but go check out Tim. Is yeah. it was it November twenty third?
2: November twenty third, sweet Oshawa,
1: Oshawa, don't baby. miss it. Cool. Um, well, thanks again, guys. Um, if you're at home, uh, listen to this uh, uh, podcast, I, I, share it, I, subscribe it, yeah, all that.
0: iTunes. What about Stitcher?
1: Stitcher. <laughs> if
0: you're an Android user, <laughs> all
1: that, man, you figure oh, it out.
0: Goodness. Rate us. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hello.